what what were you saying the other day when we were at the house? You said that you like to hear different opinions. Yeah, I want to hear as many different opinions and perspectives as I possibly can. I think uh, to be a well-rounded individual, it's just more power for you in the world anyways. I mean, the more, it's like uh, having more ammo Mm -hmm. uh, to use at your disposal. And of course, uh, the easiest way to get anything across to anyone is understanding. If you know that person well, you can very easily communicate. If you don't understand, I mean, it's it's so much trouble just even getting the simplest thoughts across. Go to InvestorThrive.com right now to check out some of our free training on how you can make money as a real estate investor or schedule a time with me so we can chat about our mastermind mentorship and how we can help you learn how to wholesale nationwide and grow your business. What's up, bro? What's going on? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I'm going to introduce Investor Live Nation. I got my boy Mason Ramian here, and, uh, you know, we're going to talk to him. He, we grew up together in, uh, you know, what, like high school, middle school? Middle you school, know. man. Yeah, man. 20 years over. Dude, so long. So anyway, guys, Investor Live Nation, is, if this is the first time tuning into our podcast, uh, what we do is our goal is to help people not only thrive in real estate, but in their personal lives. So what better way to have my boy here? I mean, he, he calls me up the other day, and he says, yo, Nate, we need to spend some more time together, right? And I said... You're 100% right. It's true. And he's like, when can I come and see you? I said, come as soon as you can, brother. And he came. <laughs> and he's in Utah right now. So I said, let's throw a podcast because, th- you know, very interesting life, you know, interesting homie. So um, we're going to just talk to him about his life. And he's going to let us know about his journey in life, where he's at, decisions he's made. You we, we you would even say the redemption journey, right? Is that what you'd yeah, say? Yeah, I would, I would say... Um, for anyone listening, if you're familiar with the prodigal son, I'd say that's a, a great metaphor for my life. All and, right. Uh, that's awesome. Definitely the redemption arc for me. Oh, so. I love it. So, guys, uh, if again, we're going to hop into the podcast, but if you haven't already, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon so you get notifications on what we do. And uh, InvestorThrive.com, uh, we're building out. We, the site gives you free training on how to invest in real estate. But um, if you want additional info, we're going to be building out InvestorThrive.com to give you more resources for free on how to uh, invest in wholesale and uh, fix and flip and, and really scale your business. So anyway, let's hop right into the podcast. we got about 30 minutes. We're going to knock this out, just chat. And uh, we're going to find out how Mason's journey can help us not only – in. Uh, in our personal lives and, and like in real estate, but how it can help us, you know, mentally, uh, spiritually, how, how we can, uh, have a different perspective on life, you know, for sure. Cause you can learn from everybody. Absolutely. And, uh, I think that's what I like about you, man. You, um, you, w- with whoever you're with, you, you put your undivided attention, you focus on them, you try to find something, um, you know, try to learn from them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like to invest in people. Yeah. What, what were you saying the other day when we were at the house? You said that you like to hear different opinions. Yeah, I want to hear as many different opinions and perspectives as I possibly can. I think uh, to be a well-rounded individual and, um, you know, really the more it's just more power for you in the world anyways. I mean, the more yeah. it's like uh, having more ammo mm-hmm. uh, to use at your disposal. Um, and of course, uh, the easiest way to get anything across to anyone is understanding. If you know that person well, you can very easily communicate. If you don't understand, I mean, it's it's so much trouble just even Dang. getting the simplest thoughts across. So you enjoy hearing other people's opinions and where they're coming from to understand how mm-hmm. to communicate with them better? Absolutely. I mean, not just communication, but I want to know them and their perspective. I mean, everybody has their own 
very unique perspective in life. And uh, just learning about that is not only going to help you deal with them, but really yourself and everyone else. I mean, everybody you meet is going to benefit from you learning a little bit more from someone else, especially if they're different than you. Do you feel like sometimes when you're trying to understand people, the conversations can get kind of confrontational if you have different beliefs? Like, because you're basically diving in to find out the what only way believe. that that happens is if you do not accept what the other person is giving to you. Mm. Otherwise, there's never a confrontation. Confrontation only happens if you refuse to accept what the person has. Differing opinions is not a confrontation. Uh, forcing your opinion on someone is a confrontation. Do you feel like in the world right now, people are trying to uh, they get they get that twisted, like the sure. like difference of opinion, they almost feel like that's confrontational sure. just to have a different opinion? Yeah, and, um, you know, it's it's part of, uh, you know, creating and reaffirming our own identities. Um, if we're able to say to someone, you know, we don't like you, or you're the enemy, or you're clearly what I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. That helps reinforce who I am and what I think about myself. Uh, so it's, it's easier to paint you as something, like, say, if I do disagree with you, then you're as that thing when clearly in the moment maybe you disagree with me maybe you're being loud or something but that doesn't mean you're loud all the time you might be loud to me but you might whisper to your wife or to your mom or to your pet you might be goo goo gaga to a baby but you might be very authoritarian to a business i mean people play many different roles in many different situations and it's very um it's very ill-intentioned to paint someone with a brush where you find an argument or just maybe one contention point and then to say, like, that's that person, you know? Shoot, man. Because sometimes when I hear you talk, no, I'm not jabbing you or anything, but I think when you get those uh, opinions from people, it's some you d- do differ and you openly say, like, your opinion, like, that mm-hmm. you don't agree sometimes. And oh, for, for, me, sure. for me, I'm like, if I don't agree with someone, I don't, I usually don't say anything. I'm just like, okay, if that's what they believe, you know, I'm just, that's, I'm going to leave it alone. But I think Certainly. you you go and you just tell people what you think, uh, you know, or if they f- you feel like maybe they're incorrect? I think it's important to be as honest as possible as a person. And I think uh, ultimate uh, power really comes from the truth. So I think uh, it's indispensable. So you gotta be, you gotta hit people straight. straight yeah, with it. I mean the the main thing about this is the truth stands on its own. You don't have to hold up the truth. So if what you believe is true, um, and it ends up being true, ends up being a fact, you don't have to tell someone that. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll find out for themselves. It's planting seeds. If you tell someone the truth, whether they deny it or not, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, because yeah. the more that they see the truth happening again and again, they go, maybe that guy was right. Yeah. You know, maybe that is a real thing. And they'll start, they'll start uh, conforming to that idea. Yeah, I watch a lot of reality TV with my wife, The Bachelorette. I watch some of these shows. And a lot of these women or or men on these shows, they say, my truth. My truth. They're like, this is my truth. This is what I, to me. And it's interesting because that doesn't, that doesn't make it truth if it's like your truth, right? Like, well, there's, um, well, we can say a subjective truth and which we're saying is my truth, right? Mm -hmm. And then we can say an objective truth that regardless of how we perceive it, it's always true. Um, and I mean, like, here's one, my truth is the sky is blue, but if you're colorblind, that doesn't mean anything to you. And even if you say it is blue, what does that mean to you? It's certainly not the same thing that I think it is. Bro, you, I mean, my mental capacity is, it's hard to determine whether it's like whose truth it is, right? Like, like 
it's hard for me to comprehend like what you just said with the colorblindness. I don't really think that that deep. Well, it, well, this is the problem. We, this is a, it's a very Western problem, and uh, it's it's reinforced in our society and in education is that if something is some way, then it can't be the other way, mm, and. And, and it's in our computer language. It's in almost everything that we do that if something logically is zero or one, it cannot be the other. And when we know for a fact and we've known for a very long time, then a lot of things can be both at the exact same time. That's wild. It's wild to think of it like that. Yeah, know? and it's a much more dynamic state. I mean, um, to think of things statically as it has to be this or this is a very silly thing. Almost everything you can ever talk about uh, is in a spectrum and is at some point in that spectrum. And to pinpoint one, one point and then just say everything is this or it isn't that is just a really silly way to go about life. But it's inherent in us as human beings. Yeah, we want it simple. And it's not that we want it simple. It's literally the tools that we have. I mm -hmm. mean, think about the senses. If you look at my hand right now, what do you see? I see your hand. But you only see one side of it, right? Mm -hmm. But this also is my hand, right? Yeah. But you don't see that. Didn't see that other half. So if you never saw that, you would assume that this is my hand. Yeah. But I know it's this hand. So now we have an argument because what you're looking at is not what I'm looking at, even though we think it's the same thing. So this is how sense perception works. Right. It's only based on relativity or the position from you're in. Like the reason why this is hard, mm -hmm. there's no objective truth to it being hard. What we really mean is it's harder than a human being. Yeah. Now, if it was soft and I just put my hand through this and I was so hard that I just <laughs> scooped this table and chunked it out, yeah, yeah. we'd call it soft, right? Right, right. So there you go. The reason yeah. why we, we do this is because uh, compared to us, compared to our perspective, compared to our deal or moral, you're the opposite or you're not doing what we think it should be, right? Mm -hmm. So, But we don't really see the other side that maybe it could just be in that one second that you do that. It's a, you know, a time... And how things are is like a, it's a very dynamic, changing, flowing thing. And, every, and if you look at life, it's very clear that that's the way it is. Yeah. And it's not static. So let me, I got to relate this to real estate yeah. as we're on the Investor Side podcast. So in real estate, you have to do your best to understand the situation of the seller to understand how to help them through their issue, whether, you know, it's making them an offer that will meet their needs. So uh, from what we've talked about so far, it sounds like in order to really help someone, you have to understand where they're coming from, like Absolutely. their perspective, right? Absolutely. Not what you believe, what mm -hmm. your perspective of their situation would be. Like, for example, someone might have a really distressed house that in my opinion, it's a trashy house, mm -hmm. but to them, their perspective could be, this is a great house. There's nothing wrong with my house. Yes, the, the roof is leaking, but in my perspective, that's not a big deal. But mm -hmm. for me, I'd be like, we, you probably want to sell that thing very quickly, and I can get that done. So you have to find out to them from their perspective what if what's a big deal and what's not, what, what their perspective is. Surely. I think the biggest thing is, uh, I mean, this is a saying, you always want to put like uh, your foot in their shoes. Like you, you literally want to, not just say, what do they think? But I am them. I'm in their shoes. What would I think in that moment? And you wow. can get a much better uh, realization of what they're going through at the time. Do you feel... That's empathy, right? It's empathy. Empathy is to put yourself in their situation. Also compassion. 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 Calm means with. Passion is just the feeling. So what we're saying is I'm feeling it with you, whatever feeling you're going through. 
So would you say if I struggle, I my personally struggle to put myself in the f- my f- the feet or my foot in the f- feet of other is it the shoes of the shoes? Yes. If I put if I struggle <laughs> to put my foot in the shoes Not of others, in their mouth. <laughs> if I struggle to put my foot in the shoes of others, would you say I'm uh, difficult? It's difficult for me to feel empathy or compassion for people because that's a difficult thing for me to do. Maybe um, it's it could be that uh, you might you might not have ever worked on that, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be empathetic. It doesn't necessarily mean you're bad at it because you might not even be trying, right? If you're trying and you're failing, we could say, you know, you need improvement. Mm-hmm. But if you're not even trying, then you might you just be ignorant, right? Yeah, do you feel like that's a skill or like that's something sure. you have to work on? Yeah, for sure. Well, so, well, it's not, I mean, everybody's different, right? Some right. people are born very empathetic. Yeah, they're like crying they and, they f- and they feel that yeah, feeling. Yeah, they feel it instantly. The- they almost, you don't even need to talk to them and they already know you're sad. They already know you're happy, that's all wild, these type of yeah. things. Because that's kind of the level that they uh, perceive things. And... If, I mean, we can say this, though. I mean, there's certainly times where you're more empathetic with a person. Here, try to talk into... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so uh, here, let me move a more... I'll move this way, too, so yeah, it's, it's just, easier for me. Yeah, it just picks it up when the cone... Yep. Gotcha. I got you. Thank you. And uh, basically, it, have you ever seen someone you've known for a very long time, and yeah. just by the way they're sitting or, like, in a posture, you can tell if they're sad, if they're happy or whatever, because you're used to that person, right? Right. So with someone you know a lot better, it's really easy to be empathetic because you know their habits, their situations, and what they look like when they're in a certain feeling, right? Of course. Some people can just do that with everyone. And that's what we say is an empath. Yeah, but you can work on that too. Anyone can do that if you're setting the goal, like I'm going to try to purposely do this. All that takes is a conscious effort. The, the biggest thing is, like, are you unconsciously going through the routine of talking to these people, or are you consciously focusing on them and mm. trying your best to do what you want to do? Like active listening, like really listening. And, and, yeah, and, and you want to be active. I mean, and a big thing of that is clearing your thoughts, right? Like, you don't want to be thinking about the next thing to say, thinking about what you need to look like or whatever. Just think about them, you know? Just yeah. focus on whatever is in the moment. And uh, don't worry about the future or your past. Dang, that's very interesting because they say the best, some of the best salesmen are very, they have a lot of empathy. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make perfect sense. I mean, that's the ultimate way to get anyone to, to do influence, anything. right? Yeah, is you have to understand the person. Without understanding, there's no connection. Very interesting. So for Invest Drive Nation, if you want to master, it sounds like a, I guess influencing sales, working with people, you have to really actually understand and have that empathy to understand their situation. Would, Certainly. Would you agree? I mean, you, 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 whatever, whatever the situation is, if it's a, if it's a, a practice, if it's a person, it doesn't matter. Understanding will always be to your benefit. Let me ask you this. So you've gone through a lot in your life, right? You've Certainly. had the redemption. We've talked about yeah, that, yeah. and we can go deeper into that. Do you feel because you've gone through those things personally in your life, you have more empathy and understanding towards people that are going through Absolutely. the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to be the opposite of empathetic. I used to really not care what anybody like, bump thought. That. Yeah. yeah, I used Forget to say that. bump yeah. that to yeah. everybody. Yeah, I, I didn't. Care I was very it. selfish and self-centered. And, um, I mean, essentially the reason why I destroyed a lot of things around me. It says I just took whatever I wanted whenever I wanted it. Mm-hmm. So people don't like that. I mean, I just lived faster and more recklessly than people around me, and I got into a lot of trouble. Right. Eventually, I had lost so much, and everyone had turned their back on me around me, including my own family, that I, uh, I realized that you know it was a foolish endeavor, and mm-hmm. this isn't the way to go about things. Right. So uh, 
you know, for me, um, coming to find myself, you know, self-exploration, whatever you want to call it, has been like the greatest journey in my life. And, uh, you know, I've been, I would say I've been on that for the last 12 years Shoot. since I uh, pretty much completely destroyed my life, lost all economic stability, lost my place, uh, lost all my property, had all my stuff repossessed, was in debt, you know, and now I've built myself up into exactly what I want to be. And I, the most important thing is I treat people exactly how I want to treat them. And you I treat people act exactly. How, exactly how I want to be and not, um, it's not the golden rule. People. The golden rule is like treat people exactly how you want to be treated. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? You for do? sure. For sure. But the thing is a lot of people say that, right? But then they don't go through with deciding how they actually want to act. You know, mm-hmm. they don't actually take the time to figure out what that is. You know, how would I like to be treated? You know, and if you do that and then you commit to the responsibility that I'm going to do this, you know, I'm really going to act like I want to act. So let me ask you how you've decided, you just said you've decided how you want to be treated, right? Sure. What is that? Like, is, is, is that like a simple thing or is that like are there different situations where like, hey, in this situation, I'd want to be, this to happen? In the details, yes. I mean, obviously, we can always go into details and say there's always going to be a very specific thing that you could do a little bit better in any situation. Mm-hmm. But the attitude is the most important thing. So what is that attitude that you've decided you want? Well, I think you said it really good earlier, is that um, when I'm with people, I like to give them everything. Mm-hmm. Now, my everything, it doesn't mean that it's like uh, more or less than someone else, because there might be someone who could do something way better than me, right? Mm-hmm. And there might be someone who's a total novice and couldn't get across what I can get across. But the point is, is I'm going to do my best. And Mm -hmm. if I feel like I've done my best and I'm giving everything to you, um, in a sense, I'm I'm devoted to you in this moment is a very easy way of saying that. So that's the way you've decided to treat others and you want to be treated is to give the like we're having this conversation right now. You you want to do that with everyone you interact with everyone, everyone. There's no person that I don't want to devote myself fully to because I'm as far as the world and what I want out of the world. I want everybody to be the person that they want to be and to find their true self. Do you feel like that's uh, exhausting? No. It's the most enjoyable thing I've ever done. Really? Yeah, and th- that's the thing with anything. I mean, when you when you Damn, like bro. something, yeah. there's no exhaustion. Yeah. I mean, think about something you want to do. Well, you're I in mean, a state of flow, you know. You... Exactly. When we were young, we used to play games oh, gosh. all through the Super night till 5, brothers. 6 a.m., right? Oh, but not... what's the reason why? It's because we love what we were doing. Yeah. There was no amount of time that was going to exhaust that. No, we could keep going forever. Exactly, right? So you okay. understand that if, you, if you're passionate about something and you're willing to give your all, it's naturally exciting. But if you don't want to do it and you're doing it anyways, this is hell. Yeah. I mean, think about what hell is. I mean, as a concept... It, it could only ever be everything you don't want. Right. If, if, if you like it, then it can't be hell. Yeah, so, so exactly. So what, what we're saying is, are you willing, are you willing 100% to give your time to this thing? Which is essentially all we have is a certain amount of time and energy on this life, and then we go and pass on. So for me, for someone who is, it's difficult for me to concentrate sure. when I talk to people. Uh, yes. Right now, it's easy. It's we're, we're locked in, and yeah. we can have a great conversation. But, like, passing by, me, just, like, you know, uh, any situation where it's hard for me to give my all to that person. Sure. How, what's your recommendation for that? Um, ultimately, 
practicing uh, focus and concentration is a thing you can do whenever you want. Um, I mean, we can do just a very simple thing for the next couple seconds mm -hmm. just to show you. Sure. Even Hector can join in on this. Hector, our sound guy? And anybody else who's listening, uh, we can do this practice just to, just yeah. to uh, improve our concentration in the moment and say we're totally out somewhere and we're thinking about stuff. This will instantly bring you back. What do you got? All right. So first thing, just be completely still. Don't move. Everything's still. Okay. And now let's just start from the bottom all the way up. Start with your toes. Make sure they're still. I mean, completely relaxed. No clenching, no anything. All right. Same with the feet. Go through there. Mm -hmm. Make sure. Calves, no tension. Make sure you're they're totally loose. Knees, quads, butt, abs. Mm -hmm. Really make sure. Go through the arms. Make sure they're completely loose. They're just drooping. Yeah, no holding. It's true. A lot of people have all this tension. They don't even realize oh, bro, that tense. you're just... Exactly. Yeah. People have such a, a problem just even sitting. So just relax. Same yeah. with your jaw. Don't let it be tense. Don't yeah, try all this stuff. Just do it. All right, now close your eyes. Mm -hmm. No movement. Just chilling there. All right, now I want you to concentrate on your left hand, the middle of your palm. Mm -hmm. Just the sensation. Like, What does it feel like? I'm feeling a little bit of, I don't know, pre pre not pressure, but... Uh, Something's going on. <laughs> yeah, just describe it. What does it feel like? And try to concentrate right on the middle. Like, as, as middle as you can. Try to make as small of a point as you can, right in the middle of your palm. To describe it? Sure, just to try to try. It doesn't, no, there's no wrong answer here. I, feel, I can feel, like, blood in there. You can feel the blood. What does that feel like? Mm, warm. It's warm. So just focus on that warmth. Mm -hmm. And nothing else. Not thinking... What does the warmth feel like? Not what is the sensation? Just the sensation itself. Just mm -hmm. focus on the sensation. Okay. Well, this sensation can't really hurt you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really do anything to you. But it's right now. It's right here, and you feel it all the time. But you ignore this almost 24-7. Yeah. When have you ever felt that sensation just hanging out? Never. It's always here. Probably not a lot. So the thing is, is you have the power to concentrate really on any part of you at any time if you're willing to focus. But it's very hard to focus if you're flailing all around, if you're worried about what someone's saying, if your you're listening to your and, phone, mm -hmm. if you have all these distractions. So what you need to do is still yourself completely. First, that starts physically. Mm -hmm. Then that starts mentally by you focusing on something which you want to do something that's constant. Then from there, your emotions will start to settle. And then ultimately, your energy will start to settle. And this is, can be seen with any uh, monks, any like spiritual people, uh, people who have practiced just sitting forever. Uh, they can control their body heat. They can control their metabolism. Wow. I feel 100% different right now. I bro. know you do. But the thing is, you can keep that at any moment. And, the, and how easy was that? I mean, what wow. was that, a minute? Yeah. So you can now, that is a tool. So you can now do that whenever you feel like it. Anytime you feel frazzled, anytime you feel like you're not concentrating, just close your eyes, stop moving, focus on that point. And the better you get at it, you can start doing that to everything. Mm -hmm. Now, we just focused on a very specific one, mm -hmm. but you can start there and start spreading it. You can go to all of your fingers. You can go through your arm, your chest, your whole body, and you can feel your entire existence just throbbing 
Wow. As you sit here. And you'll see how grand of a vibration that is just in and of itself that basically I'd say 99% of people, probably even more, 99.9% of people are completely ignoring their entire life. So let me ask you this. So that sensation I just felt mm-hmm. and, and to the focus, why don't you think people do that? Like take time to focus or, or sit down and really, I guess, uh, be in the moment. It's, uh, it's just clearly, uh, like we said earlier, it's not that they're bad. It's just that they haven't done it. Yeah. Um, no one's taught them. Uh, no one said, hey, this might be a good idea for you to, I mean, you tell me. If we're going to build a base, do you want a solid base that's stable and unmoving, or do you want that's rickety and freaking out all the yeah. time and chaotic? Well, that seems what life brings people is a rickety, chaotic, always moving. But that's because that's who they are in the being. Everything in your life is just a reflection of your inner turmoil. So until you settle yourself, um, your life will be just a reflection of who you are. So, man, I, it's really interesting because uh, they don't really teach this. Well, they do. Just not in traditional Western society, mm-hmm. which is um, a very useful society. We like to use things. We want when we say we know something, what we really mean is we know how to use it. Yeah. We really don't know it at all. We don't know its nature. We don't know its like parts. We don't really know, but we know how it works, mm-hmm. and we know how to use it to our advantage. So what we're really saying is. We want to exploit the world around us for our gain. That is like the Western idea, is to use everything we can to benefit us in some way, which, if you boil it down, is essentially an exaggeration of this survival mentality. I want to survive better than you just means I want a few more dollars than you, yeah. just in case something goes wrong. But we're, event- we're essentially just uh, <laughs> blowing up our ego, blowing up ourselves, to saying that we need all this stuff just so we can feel sensually satisfied. Yeah, and we learn from stories in the Bible, like in everywhere. That's not, the, everywhere. Way. Yes. That's not Every, the way. It doesn't matter whether you're looking at, moralistically, you're looking at philosophers uh, from the Greek era, Stoicism, anything. Everybody tells you the same thing. Eastern mythology, Everybody. Western mythology, Jesus, that. it doesn't matter. Everyone is on the same page on this is that that doesn't bring happiness. Yeah. In fact, it'll just make you even, the more tangled you get in that, oh which goodness. some people refer to it as Maya, the mm-hmm. illusion, uh, the world, as mm-hmm. they call it. All of these are synonyms. Babylon, yeah. All of these are synonyms, which just means uh, you're trying to fix the internal problem, the internal struggle, by bringing in the external world, which will never work, because the external world is finite and will always leave you. I think in the scriptures it says that uh, you know the that the the birds in the sky like the fox they they don't worry about like where their next meal is going to come from or, or anything like that but that's like all this society is I feel like Western society yeah. is worried about yes exactly I mean uh, the flowers of the field are exactly. are more clad than Solomon himself the greatest king and yet you still fear O faithless one. That's right. How could that ever happen? No amount of worry will ever add a, a cubit of hair on your head. It won't. So why would you ever worry? Why would you do that to yourself? That's a very good question. But because f- you don't know different. Yeah. That's the only reason. Well, I feel like we're trained and built in school and in, in, in this society to just produce. It's not produce. It's uh, behave. It's uh, follow the rules. Follow, follow, follow the rules authority. Okay. Without question. 
Bro, we, we were trained to follow that authority. You that's know, all it is. That's all. Cause all I, they do is <laughs> just break you down. The thing is, imagine if someone realized your gifts early on, mm-hmm. and then they said, screw all the rest of this stuff. You're not going to do it anyways. It's clear that you have no prerogative with this. Mm-hmm. Let's build up what you're good at. Let's make you, because children who are really passionate about, like we talked earlier. Yeah, they're like trained. You'll, you'll do it forever. Mm-hmm. You don't care. You'll stay up all night doing it. If you love what you're doing. Right. So if you did that to a kid, you could get a kid go through first through 12th grade in a matter of a year. I mean, if they were passionate about it. So the thing is we're teaching them a bunch of nonsense because essentially they'll be useful as a piece in a puzzle that already exists, a machine that is already established. Well, I feel like their their reasoning for that is uh, they were trying to build well-rounded people, right? Like even in college, they try to give you the foundational classes, and you don't care anything about that. But right? that essentially all of that, all of that is useful for someone who's going to fit into the system. The mm-hmm. thing is, someone who, let's say you own an empire already, and you're born into that. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff is of any use to you. You need to know how to run a, a ginormous amount of people. There's no schooling that will ever teach you anything like that. Mm, so you have to realize that this is a thing that's for middle class and below people. Like people who are absorbently wealthy, absorbently powerful, they don't even go to school for these things. They learn a totally different thing that we're going to learn because yeah. their life demands that of them. So do you th- do you feel like you grew up and you knew what your calling was? And I knew you didn't that it? school was BS when I was probably three years old. <laughs> I never did homework. You were smart. Yeah. You, you got all good grades, right? I, I got almost perfect SATs. Yeah, I did. And I never studied once. Wow. And I Impressive. never studied for school. I slept through class. <laughs> I got, you did, bro. I got, You're I got suspended. I got expelled. Mm-hmm. I got everything. I was, I was one of, um, one of the administrators said with a very uh, tearful eye that they said, I just don't get it. You're on the <laughs> list of the brightest kids in the school, and you're also on the top 10 list of the most delinquent kids at the, the school. naughty boys. What is wrong? Uh-huh. And I said, I don't care about school. It's a joke. Because I thought it was, and I still to this day, too. I, the only thing I think is very beneficial is the societal um, learning how to deal with people in yeah, a big social society. Aspect. Exactly. Yeah. The social aspect of school is you can't really do that anywhere else. I mean, if you could have a place where that many kids could socialize and stuff, it would be just as beneficial. Right. But without the hands-off and trying to force all these things on them, that... 98% of it you're going to forget in a oh, year. Brother. I mean, there's Tell it's, me it's it. basically eating something and then regurgitating it on a paper for someone else. It's like the, it's the stupidest yeah, thing. It's stupid. It it's really very, is. It's very silly. Well, dang, man. I mean, there's a lot of things that you brought up that are true, and uh, but I just, I mean, is there a way out? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, the way out is yourself. Like, uh, ultimately, my life was hell because I blamed everyone else, and I thought I thought people were stupid. I thought school was stupid. Mm-hmm. I thought police were corrupt. I thought the government didn't have my best interests. I mean, all of these things. You're but blaming everybody. I'm blaming everyone else because it's happening to me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I accepted complete and utter responsibility for myself, my life is now in my hands. Nice. And I and the the this is another thing like whatever you believe in your faith or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, people always like to say creator. I mean, it's a creating. Mm-hmm. The thing is ongoing. 
And one of the most beautiful parts about that is human beings get to play in that. We get to create stuff. Yeah. There's no other animals that are out there just making tons of stuff. This is a very unique thing that is we have never seen in any other species. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we have this beautiful gift to not only see creation and be uh, conscious of it, but we get to also partake in it. Yeah, brother. Or in other words, if you, if you do believe in God, you're, you're God's hands. I mean, you're, you're doing God's work. I mean, you literally get to create a life for everyone else. So I, we, we talked earlier about the missionaries that went over your house, and sure. they, you were talking. What, what is your, um, you, I guess you asked them, what is your proof that God exists? Yeah, what's your proof? What you just said is proof alone. That's yeah. like that God exists, in my opinion. For sure. From the, the creating, the fact that we're the only species that can create and witness, but also... Um, cre- you know, create. Look, this is the easiest answer I've ever heard. I am the proof. That's right. Look, if you don't understand that, I can go through very simply. I mean, every day, if I could take, let's just say this: if I took a mango, and I turned it into a baby, who would you think I am? Jesus. I'm God, right? Yeah, God. I'm the creator. I can create whatever mm-hmm. I want. Now, if I eat a mango. Within a couple hours, it turns into a human being. Now what would you call me? A woman? No. The thing is... you eat and maybe have a baby later? Every person does this. Every animal does this. The mm-hmm. thing is, the power of creation is ongoing inside of you. Oh, you're talking about yourself. Exactly, oh, yeah. right? So we've been blessed with the power of creation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we have the power to build ourselves up, and it's innate in us. We didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Even a baby who knows nothing can start building themselves up into this wonderful creature yeah, yeah. over time. And there's no there's no knowledge that needs to be had of that. That's an innate part of creation that's within you and every other species. I mean, it's so apparent that everything is ongoing and is constantly being created, constantly being uh, expounded upon, and more and more things are... like It doesn't matter what specialization you want. Say, like, you're a scientist. Mm-hmm. The next year, there's five more strands of that science. Oh, and then after that, five more strands. So there's infinite amounts of information, infinite amounts of derivatives, infinite amounts of fractals off of that. So it's never-ending, and it's constantly being created. It's an ongoing process. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's the most beautiful thing there is. Wow. Well, it's life. That's that's life, dog. Uh, here's another thing. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're closing up soon. I don't know. Hector, where are we at right now? 30. Well, we can wrap it up. Okay. But what, what else? You I got? mean, here's here's the easiest thing. I always say, if you don't... If you believe that you're completely in control and there's no other influence on you and, like, you know, there is no creator or whatever, I always tell people this. Breathe out all your air and never breathe again. And just see how that goes. You can try as hard as you want. Just you, see who's you have to see who's really in control. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is you're gonna breathe, mm-hmm. whether you want to or not. It has nothing to do with you. So you have to realize that almost everything that's important about you is done for you, and you don't really have to do anything. Like you, like your your organs and your body. Everything. And everything is everything that is critical. I would say almost ninety nine percent of everything you do, whether it be the thoughts, whether it be the shooting of the nerves, with the elect- you don't need to know anything about the understanding of that. That's wild, isn't And it? really, the whole human, uh, you know, if you uh, concocted every human, like, knowledge of it, you'd still not know anything about it. Yeah. It's so little of what it actually is. I mean, it's so Shh. profoundly big, and it happens naturally. You don't have to do a thing. It's given to you. 
your heart beats, the air comes in, the blood moves, the cells. I mean, here's another thing. It's like 60% of your cells are foreign. They're not even your genetic makeup. They're just little guys. They're little bacteria, parasites, viruses. They're all at war with each other and making balances to make sure everything works, right? Tons of chemicals, all this stuff. So really, you're just a big hotel carrying around all these other organisms, and you think it's you. I mean, like, uh, there's so much. I could go forever about this. There's so many layers to this. But essentially, you're so much more than you think you are. Mm -hmm. And we're so much more reliant on everyone around us, everything around us, every animal around us. I mean, here's here's a so important stat. If all the worms in the world died right now, we would be alive for about two or three weeks before the world and all life would cease to exist. Just because of the worms? They're so important. If bees died, it would be just a few days, and all food would perish, and then all life would come to perish. If all insects would go, it would be almost instantaneous. Wow. Now, if human beings disappeared, the world would flourish. Yeah. You have to realize that we are the things getting in the way of our own lives. Wow, yeah. So with this knowledge and these things that you've obviously, you know, uh, acquired over time, what is, what is your, what is the plan? Like, how are, I guess, how are you going to live your life going forward? Um, I think it's the duty of all human beings that whatever, whatever you are gaining from whatever insight you gain from life, Mm -hmm. that say you are happy, you are in a good place. I mean... Who wants to be happy or successful when everybody else fails? I mean, essentially, you're only happy if other people suffer is what we're really saying. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, there's no more enjoyable thing than relieving suffering of other people. And if I am in in some way happier or anything like that, just to just bring everybody up to where you're at. It doesn't matter where you're at, but you should always try to at least bring people to where you're at so that you can share common ground regardless of who they are. So whatever endeavor you're in, whatever, bring people up, bring them up because that's all we can do. And the things that goes on forever, we're not going to be here forever. No, bro. Our time is short. So we're going to do our choice and then they're going to pass it on to the next people. And that's what the best thing we could ever hope for is they just keep passing it on. The worst thing is you exploit those people beneath you. I mean, it it rots you to the core. I've been there. I've done that. There's nothing good about it. Interesting. So, But you're right. In any uh, occupation, you can choose to, to bring people you up. You can either choose to bring people up or put people down for your own selfish needs. But, but the people that bring people up, usually I feel like, can be the most successful, not only like in, in their own lives, but not only that, they always are. I mean, anyone who you think is a great person mm-hmm. has the best team in the world around them. You have to realize that. Yeah. That no individual is great by themselves. The yeah. reason why they're great is because they have an amazing team of people who believe in them and know that that person is 100% reliable. Interesting. So most of these organizations that are pretty successful is because they're, uh, they're built by great people. It's great people, and it's they've all become. This is a very simple. The do you know what yoga means? Um, do you know what the word? I think means? you said it. I know. Let's see. I can't you, remember. It means union. Union. When there people are in union, they can do great things. And the greater number of people in that union, the greater the task you can you can do. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So you have to realize that you aren't yourself. Mm-hmm. You're the conglomerate of everything you've ever seen, everyone you've ever talked to, every idea anyone has ever said to you. All of this combined into one thing. And you're always that. Dynamically, people are coming in and out. That's all you. Those mm-hmm. are all influences on you. So if you take the responsibility of that, you can craft really what your influences are by involving a great people around you. Interesting. And the way that you find out who great people, you have to learn. You have to meet crappy people. Be like, well, I don't like that. Yeah. That was a terrible experience. Yeah, and you have to exercise that empathy and that, that understanding to really see who you want to surround yes. yourself with. And the more true and real you are with people, the more people are going to gravitate toward you. It's a natural effect. So not to toot my own horn, but I feel like that's why I've been successful in the Investors Thrive Nation so far. I mean, I just started a couple months ago, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, I shoot everyone straight. That's the way to do 100%, it. 100%. Like... There's a lot of gurus. I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm a, a guru, right? But there's a lot of educators, I feel like, in this industry that don't tell people how it is. Very true. And the thing, this is the problem with that. The problem with falsehood is you have to prop it up forever. Mm-hmm. And the bigger it gets, the heavier it gets, and the harder it is to keep it up. Right. So let's say you do lie, and it's very successful, and you get millions of views. Yeah. You now have to do that double down. Something that's fake, and that's going to eat at you forever. It'll that's tear true. you apart. So you, you might as well be true, whether people like it or not, yeah. because if it ever does catch, you'll always get to be yourself. That's so true. I mean, I can't imagine the people who have, like, kind of scammed people or just Trust been dishonest. Trust me, there's no worse life. Than just being there's a liar. There's no worse life. There's so many stories about this in history. And yeah. trust me, those people are the most tortured people in the world. You want to be able to go to sleep with the con- you know a clear conscience and you know be able to wake up in the morning and do it again no one truly knows who you are dang brother you can't be real with anyone you feel like you're 100% real with everyone i try my best it feels good doesn't it that's uh, the best feeling best feeling to be be real and it's nice because if people don't like you for who you are well i mean what are you going to do about it you like them you like them yeah i mean there's no d- way, the, the way that you get someone who's not loving to love isn't to beat them over the head with it yeah. they'll turn away from you you just love them for yeah. no reason and people melt i mean you've seen it happen i don't have to tell you that word yeah very insightful things so listen um we could talk for hours and Forever. we probably will talk and, for and hours. i hope so yeah yeah we'll keep talking um, outside of this podcast, and not, hopefully the viewers, the millions and millions of viewers. Yeah, if, this. and if anyone, if anyone wants to talk, I, I love to talk to you. And, yeah, bro. And I mean everyone. So if you if you want to contact Nate, I'll talk to you on the phone. I don't even need to know your name. That's how that's how much I love helping people. Well, let's talk about how can people reach you to talk. I would say just uh i mean i have an instagram or something go ahead you drop it share. dude well let's we'll just put it on the put thing. It in the description yeah we'll just you don't put wanna... it so to be easier okay just tell people what it is too yeah so. it's as b-i-g-p-l-o-p-p-a-s i think what is that big ploppas big ploppas yes i mean it's got multiple meanings of but course of course yeah. mine is real estate nate underscore 88 yeah. No, no, it's real estate underscore Nate eighty eight. Yeah, it's yeah, great. No, name. It's, it's all right. It's not. It's not. But also, yeah, if you can't figure it out, you reach out to Nate. Put a comment. Yeah, it doesn't matter. put a comment. I mean, I, that's awesome that you're willing to chat with you because I think anyone. I think what you told is, is very important for Investors Drive Nation. Anyone listening, it's like, look, we're we're caught up in this um, this rat race, right? And you know, we think we get value through from being busy and doing things and even making money, but sitting still 
mastering who you who you are, loving others, serving others, bringing people up is really what life's all about. Absolutely. You know, you could have a billion dollars, I could have a trillion dollars. Who cares? If, who cares? It doesn't matter. Who cares if you feel terrible inside? What's mm. the point? There's no point. There's no point in that. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to look at, you know, celebrities that, you know, we, we've envy, other people envy. I don't envy any celebrity, but maybe people envy. And then, you know, they have major issues, you oh, know, like the, like the Johnny Depp thing that we've been oh, watching. Yeah, I mean, like, come on, bro. It's a great example. You, you think you think with millions and millions of dollars, you would be able to no. avoid issues like that? No. Not even no. close. No, in fact, it's the opposite. You're more prone to it. Which is horrifying because you think success with dollar amounts or some sort of success in your business would equal a better life, but... It's all up to you. I mean, just like we said, I mean, until you accept responsibility for exactly who you are and who you want to be, none of that's ever going to change. You'll always live a haphazard life, and you'll never really feel like you earned it. That's true. I do want to ask you one last thing. Yes. When we talked about, you know, when you empathy and you meet people and you feel their energy... Do you feel like there's a certain um, part of the world or culture or people who just have a, a different like kind of aura or vibe where it's like, wow, this these people are really relaxed and very you know different different than like Americans, I guess. I wouldn't say any particular people, but I would say people who have decided to take it upon themselves to do self searching and self realization are those people. But they're in every culture. There's okay. no... It's not like a... You wouldn't say it would be like people in Singapore just no. born and raised to no. be very... No. I would I would say that there certainly are more general ideas of the, the union of everything and the oneness and the being empathetic. And the reason why you... The reason why you should be empathetic isn't because it's going to be the best for you to get out of that person. Of course. That if, let's just, this is a much easier way, just say they are you. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm pretending like they're me. Mm-hmm. They're you. Just right. say that. If, if you realize that they're you, I don't have to tell you to don't bite your finger off. I don't have to tell you to not slap yourself. I don't have to tell you to yeah. not curse yourself out. You automatically don't want to do that yeah. because you want to feel good. So you just have to assume that they're you, and you're going to take the best possible care you can. It's really that simple. Now, last thing before we end for the viewers, if they want to be more self-aware to improve their mindset and, and do what we've talked about in this podcast, what, what's the one thing they can take away from this to improve and, and, and I guess, uh, become more, would you say, self-aware, more yeah. conscious of themselves? Yeah. What's the one thing they could do, one takeaway? I mean, the, the thing we did earlier... Um, it's just a very simple version of it, but still yourself. Just sit there. Just sit there and not asleep like on a bed, but just sit straight up mm-hmm. anywhere you can, as comfortable as you can, and just see what you do, what you really are. And I mean by that, are you fidgeting all the time? Mm-hmm. Do you have pains in your back? You know, what are all these constant things that are always going on? The thoughts, these things that are replaying over and over again. Why haven't you taken care of these things? You know, all of these things in your head. You find out what is you. And the thing is, the more silent you get, they get louder and louder. The sure. things, everything that your ego is telling you have to be, I have to be a good real estate guy. I have to be a good right. husband. I have to be a good uh, dog taker. I've got to be a millionaire. Or I've got to be a millionaire. I've got to be a provider for my family. I've got to be a good man. I have to be strong because that's what I'm in. All of these things are going to yell because you, at some point, whether you meant to or not, if it was unintentional or conscious decision, 
you have decided you're these things, even though these are just choices that you can change at a whim whenever you feel like yeah, it. Yeah, right now I could say, shut it all down. I'm going to live in a van. Exactly. You can do that whenever, but you don't realize that how much of that is controlling you all the time. It's stressing you out, It's stressing likely. you out, of course, because you're not in control of it. It's happening to you, and you're not the one at the reins. All right, one last follow-up is if you say be still, be still sit. completely, close your eyes, and stillness to the very core, not just physically still. Physically you have, like, still. If it's five, ten minutes, what do you have, like, something you recommend? As long as you can. If, okay. if this is two minutes... With do music, two you like little no music, nothing. nothing. Wow. There shouldn't be a sound. Try to get as silent as you can. You should put like noise because silence on? is stillness of the air. Should That's all put, that is. Should you what, say that again? S- silence is stillness of the air. Should you put on noise canceling headphones so it's like really quiet? If you want, it's up to you. But just get in as still of a place as you can, physically, then mentally. Try to just not care about your thoughts. Just let it happen. Don't interfere. And they will start flying away, just like anything wow. else. And I, then eventually, like I said, your emotions will come next. Your emotions will settle and become still. And then ultimately, your energy will become still. I got some some moving energy. It's okay. Here. When I first... I used to do this. Yeah, and bro. For those who can't see... I mean, I used to shake constantly when I sat. Everywhere I sat, yeah, I had to moving, keep yeah. my feet or my leg moving constantly because I was so jittery, so torn up. I was so all over the place, and I had no stability in my life. So I, I'll confess something to you. is I wake up every morning, or mostly every morning, anxious. Mm-hmm. You're saying that's a product of the voices or whatever's Everything. going on. Everything. Uh, the phone, you know, the wanting to do things. So if I took whatever amount of time to just sit there in silence, it would help with that. Tremendously. Even a few minutes will make a huge difference. And the, this is the most important part is it's not like, you do it, and then you you got the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can do this anytime. Anytime you feel like you're far out, you're agitated, whatever, in the morning, you're anxious. That's the time to do it. As soon as you say, I feel anxious this morning, do it first thing in the morning. I feel like um, the reason why I don't sit still and I, uh, and I don't take time to do those things is I feel like... Um, I could be doing something else. Like, I could be doing That's something we more saying. When you're, productive. When you're still, you'll have the clarity to tackle that in a much better way. The thing is, is you're still rattled by all of them simultaneously, and so you're, you can't really focus on any of them. When you can't focus on anything, you're not going to get anything done. You're going to baby do a little of everything, and nothing will ever come to fruition. If you really want to get something done, you have to concentrate and you have to devote yourself completely to the thing. And I feel like I've read a lot of books uh, about very successful people and what they're able to do is time block and really focus in and do one thing at a time. There's a great story. You you know who, uh, what is it, Magellan or or who was the inventor? Uh, I think it's Magellan. And he... uh, the people at the time, I mean, he's a great inventor. He made a bajillion things. He was so super rich. You know, he's one of the richest American inventors of all time. And uh, the thing that made the difference was he said, uh, he said to the high up people, he said, why are you so successful? There must be something wrong. He must be doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. And he goes, the reason why I'm so much more successful than you is I can concentrate perfectly for a minute straight. And he goes, I don't think you can do that for five seconds. And he challenged everyone who chastise him to do it and none of them could concentrate for more than five seconds the thing is is he had honed his concentration so well 
that he could just pierce through any subject because he saw straight through it for what it really was. I think I'm pretty successful for not being able to concentrate for more than three seconds. Dude. Sure, but the thing but with anxiety is, is without the stillness and the ability to tackle like that, everything will always be anxious because it's haphazard. So Magellan and other people that can really focus can really tackle and, and do things the right way. Anyone, anyone who has more concentration is going to be much more successful than someone who cannot. So... What just think about it in terms of efficiency. Yeah, no, it's 100. So, I uh, I mean, I, I, most people probably know, or I, I'm not afraid to say, it, I have ADD, ADHD, so it's sure. extremely difficult for me to concentrate. And I've sure. been through most medicines when I was a kid, like Adderall, Stratera, Vyvanse, I mean, you name it, Ritalin. Um, so do you think those drugs are used as a Band-Aid? Yes. Uh, and when really they sh- you should just sit a kid down and teach them how to concentrate? Look, this is how medicine works. You should, when you get an infection, do they give you um, like antibiotics for the rest of your life? No. What do they do? Um, an infection? Don't they, they try to treat it, right? They get it a, a really big dose at first, right? Mm-hmm. And then you slowly start taking less and less and less. Yeah. That's what medicine is. What they have now isn't medicine. It's it's reliance. Mm-hmm. And not only is it reliance, but a reliance that will completely alter your natural chemistry. Very true. The thing is, is, and certainly there are people who are very, very mentally out of whack in some chemical yeah, form, it's, but it's, we're not talking about that. Yeah. As far as attention, attention is provably uh, improved by meditation, by concentration practices, and this is a very known thing. This isn't like uh, this isn't pseudoscience. I mean, there's plenty of starvers yeah. from any. There's plenty of studies from any university. It's respect. a quick fix, though. Stanford, Harvard, anything. I think they that's all why tell pe- you that they, medicine is a quick fix. It's not a fix, though. Well, quick, I guess, uh, result or what would you say? Quick. It's it's trying to cover up the mess and not tackling the problem. It's like uh, people who are overweight, right? It's like, hey, here's a diet pill. It's like, no, you just need to make, you know. Eat less food. You can also eat less. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're saying, because I can go home and implement this, and if anybody watching has ADD or ADHD, yeah. it's like you can improve that. There's, you can you improve don't that. Need just doing that simple practice we just did will improve that every time you do it. Very interesting. And the, and the only question of how fast and how quickly you want to grow your attention span is just a question of frequency and intensity of your practice. Yeah, it's like wrestling, right? We wrestled in high school. You know, anything you want to do, you know, whether that's business, you if you want to improve at something, it's daily, deliberate, incremental practice. Like yeah. even like I, I talk about Yo-Yo Ma a lot. He's one of my favorite cello mm-hmm. guys. I mean, he didn't master the cello one giant dose at a time, like one just one eight-hour, twelve-hour session. The dude literally one note at a time has mastered. I think that's the problem with uh, the, t- the attention issue that I've faced and other people. It's like, this is a, s- you, you're gonna have to work at it. A lot of people, this is the thing, is that, like we said, uh, a lot of people think of things statically and not dynamically. The people who are the best at something, what we're really saying is they spend the majority of their time in their life doing that thing. That's all it is. Michael Jordan. All it is, we is they have spent yesterday. more time in their day, and mm-hmm. we're talking 14, 16 hours a day 
they don't care. They yeah. just want to do that one thing. Yeah. They want it more than sleep. They want it more than anything. They're going to do it all day. And those people are always going to be the best, yeah. regardless of what you think. Or there's, there's nothing that you can just do it, and then you're done. And now you've got it. Yeah. There's no, like, you do enough shoots with the basketball, and now you're the best ever. You have to keep that up forever, or else you lose it. You know, it makes me think of one last thing. I know we keep going, but this is good stuff. One more thing, though. Uh, one more thing. <laughs> one hey, more thing. Hey, one more game, bro. <laughs> so it makes me think of all the things that someone can implement in their life. All yes. the things like meditation, reading, waking up early, working out, all the things. You can't do it all. Like, you just don't have enough time in a day to There's do it. There's not enough do time. There's not time. So you, if you had to narrow down, like, what is better or what's the better use of time, it's... I guess like I guess that's uh, everybody's opinion, right? There's no better use of time than to be still and there's just no better use of time. Nothing is better than anything else. Cuz like let me tell you, I like prayer is important. It's important. But a prayer for in my in our religion, like you ask God for something, you talk to him, you mm-hmm. but it's 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 like you it's, I wouldn't say that it takes longer than like a minute or two. It depends who you're who you are, right? But sure. usually my prayers aren't very long. But it almost seems like what you're saying, being still, is could you could extend like a prayer, right? You could just, I mean, I've seen you do it. You're you're praying, right? I pray a lot. So, but I think people, at least me, when I think of prayer, I'm asking for something, right? Sure. I'm, I'm, but it seems like maybe I could sit still and just pray and just not, listen. Just listen. Just listen to what God's got to say. Yeah. Instead of instead like instead of demanding something. Yeah, that kind of opens it up to me. Cause, yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, because that you might see something you've never seen before. Look, you can only hear when you stop talking. I'm always going talking, like, yeah. but it's like that with everything. You can only see when you stop, you know, trying to make something happen. I mean, it's like that with everything. You have to. All sound comes out of silence. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that without it, none of the other stuff is going to happen. So the more rooted you are in something like silence, the better everything else will get in your life. That's you have awesome. to realize everything comes from the other side. Everything yeah. has its equal and needs that weight to pull it. It's the yin and the yang. It's the good and the bad, whatever it is. But you have to accept both. Nothing ever... Look, I mean, this is the most simple thing. The saddest you'll ever be in your life is also going to be the same reason as the greatest thing that you love. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, without pain, there's no pleasure. You know, you, Whoever you love the most in your life, when that person goes, yeah. you'll never be sadder. Yeah. So you have to realize that they come with each other. Yeah. It's the same side. It's, it's the hand, right? We say it's the hand, but we refuse to look at the other side. For sure. That's how we are as humans. But we, if you can get over that, you know, that uh, mental gymnastics and say, I do, I realize that this love is worth it, and I also accept the pain, too. Oh. And that's hard to do sometimes. It's very hard. Yeah. It's not It's not um, easy. But if you get good at it, you can love the pain just as much as you love the love because the pain is the love. Yeah. When you realize the pain is the love, then you go, wow, how much did I love that person? Dang. You are the best. I love you so much. I love you, bro. I love you. I always love you. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, that's a good way to end it. Of course. All right, well, Invest Dive Nation, I, that was a little deeper than we've ever gone, but sometimes you got to go deep. There's no other place I like to be. <laughs> deep is the abyss, as uh, Young Jeezy says. Abyss.
young Jeezy says in one of his lines. But anyway, <laughs> Investor Thrive, please tune in. Not only am I going to be doing an uh, awesome podcast with, uh, you know, outside of the real estate realm, but this is in part, this is part of it. You know, this is part of empathy, listening, helping others people succeed. Because if you make millions in this business and you've screwed over millions of people, it wasn't worth it. It's only Absolutely. worth it to help people. So think of that, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.